Good evening, happy hump day, and welcome to another episode of Writer Ramblings with H.M. Barone. I am your host, H.M., and tonight I'm going to start off the episode in a different direction than I had originally anticipated because, well, life has thrown me a bit of a curveball this week. Alright, more than just a bit of a curveball, more like... Life set up the ball machine and just let it rip at me. Um, I'm not going to go into details. If you know me, then you probably already know what's been going on. If you know me and I haven't spoken to you in a while, feel free to message me and I will clue you in. Um... Tonight, I'm going to start by discussing something that's been on my mind a lot lately, and that's mortality. Now, I know, I know, how could this possibly pertain to writing? But let's face it, we've all seen the meme out there where Joss Whedon, Stephen King, and George R. R. Martin walk into a bar and everybody that you've ever known and loved died. Or, you know, Joss Whedon, George R. R. Martin, and somebody else. But those are the two or three big names that are experts at calling off the characters that we know and love. And it was Robert Frost who said that if there's no tears in the author, then there aren't going to be any tears in the reader. And for those who have read my books and are aware of the many characters that I have personally eliminated, you will know that I have shed more than my fair share of tears. Because while it just takes a few strokes of the key to finish somebody off, this is a person that I've spent time creating and nurturing and cultivating to become somebody that you can relate to and connect with as you read. And so it hurts me as much as it hurts you. Yes, I know that's very cliche as well. But as for the characters that I was going to discuss tonight. <sighs> Again, speaking of mortality, I decided to go in a different direction. Because these particular characters have seen an interesting bit of bloodshed. I'll use interesting for lack of a better word. I was going to follow the chapters and talk about Mythos and Jamian and Liren and Blythe next, but then my amazing art goddess sent me this absolutely glorious text over the weekend 
or maybe it was just before the weekend, I can't remember, anyways, she had had to stop reading the first chapter of my book because a scene in it spoke to her so much that she had to do a drawing. And I almost cried. It made me so happy. Especially after everything that I had learned over the weekend. She is just amazing. And so I decided to talk about Tarek and Renee instead. Since they are Kaylin's family. And she's the one that I discussed last week. You'll have to forgive my breaks. I am trying to stay better hydrated, especially considering the warm summer months. The slight pain in my lower left back and my family's history for women dying from renal failure. Again, my mortality staring me dead in the face. But anyways, Tarek and Renee. Day and night as far as characters go. But I couldn't help but create a sort of Cain and Abel type of story with these two. And if you've read my first book, you will know that they have plunged the Elven Nation into a civil war. Because Renee murdered their family, except for Kaylin, out of rage and frustration over their father's decision to name Tarek as heir over him, Renee, the oldest pure-blood elven son. Because, as is with so many men in so many stories, their father, the king, was a shameless philanderer. And he sired many, many children by many different women. But to try and propel the Elven Nation into a more open and advanced era, he named his eldest son, Tarek, the half-breed, his successor. And after many, many futile attempts to get his father to see reason and to get his siblings on his side, Renee lashed out. And I'm still really trying to develop Renee, which may end up pushing the release date of this book back into the new year, which I hope not, but we'll see how the rest of this month plays out before I make any sort of promises. Um, I don't want him 
being one-dimensional. I don't want him being the cheesy, tyrannical, xenophobic spaz that, for lack of a better reference, Legolas's father was in the uh, taffy-pulled version of The Hobbit. Um, King Thrundwheel, yes, he was a pure-blood elf, yes, he was a high elf, yes, he was xenophobic, and yes, he closed off his kingdom. All things that are similar to Renee. However, I want to part from him at that point. I want Renee to be a deeper, richer character, which is why I have introduced Dahlia. And she has become quite a challenging character to write as well. And I, uh, I'm kind of struggling with them, but they've also kind of gone on the back burner for the moment because of all of the other characters that I am working on before I get to them. Now, Tarek, I kind of created before I even started to add him into the books. He and Kaylin were non-player characters in the D&D campaign that I ran before my art goddess and her wife moved out of the area. So, Kaylin and Tarek are kind of well-developed already. And Tarek is just a lot of fun to write as a character because... He kind of is your stereotypical philandering kingling. And he's had a couple hundred years to fight and master his skill. And his favorite general, well... I don't want to ruin everything in the story, and I certainly don't want to give away all of my surprises. So, you'll have to learn more about his favorite general by reading the books when I come out. But, um... Renee is really the character that I am planning on focusing on when I get to those chapters. Just because... Like I said, I've had such a hard time writing him. I don't want him to be the stereotypical villain. I want him to be richer, deeper, more layered. A real person. Elf. But, um... And Dahlia, too. She's the daughter. She's a pure-blood elf as well. Who has fallen madly in love with her king. And he with her. 
and I really need to work on fleshing out his generals more too so that they don't come across as absolute buffoons because they're elves. They've lived a long time. They're not stupid. And I need to stop treating them that way. So, like I said, these particular chapters are going to need a significant amount of work. Now, I just finished the second chapter with Kaylin and Hajib. And um, I'm really happy with the second draft of it. I've gotten a lot more in-depth with it. I've... Um, finally come up with a name for the people and have started to scatter that throughout the book. But um, once again, the disturbing amount of downtime that my day job has afforded me or has afforded, has given me a fair amount of time to do more writing. And while there are other things that I need to be focusing on as well, Kaylin has been my priority, but in the not-too-distant future, that's going to shift to Tarek and Renee and Dahlia. And in the earlier chapters, it's a lot about the Elven Civil War and how Renee is dealing with the rumors that he was successful in killing his brother in the one military skirmish that they had in the first book. I'm not going to get into any more detail because, like I said, you have to read the books. I don't want to spoil anything. If you have read my books, or at least the first one anyways, you will understand what I'm talking about. But... Even in that first book, I regret not having taken more time to develop, especially Renee, before thrusting him into the world, as it were. But if things continue as they are, and I get no better prospects... Something tells me that I might be having a significant amount of free time during my day job to continue writing. So, this second Way of the Fist book is going to be significantly longer, much more in-depth, and hopefully a much better story. But, the way that my art goddess drew Tarek and his 
I don't even know how to classify what he and Drusilla have. Because it's such a deliciously complex relationship. And I want to delve more into it later on. Even in this second book, possibly into the third and fourth books as well. But, um... Yeah, I just, I'm going to try and post the picture in the comments along with the link to her pages because my art goddess is just my inspiration sometimes and she doesn't even know it and sometimes I feel like I don't give her enough credit. And I just want to remind her how absolutely amazing she is. And yeah, we'll leave it at that. But the last couple of days have been just really emotionally, psychologically, and physically draining for me. So once again, this is probably going to end up being a short show shorter than some of my other ones. Not to mention with my shiny new microphone, Anchor only allows me 30 minutes of recording time. Not that I've ever even come close to that. I think the longest I went was 22 minutes. But still, I'm coming up on 18 minutes now. And I'm finding that with everything that's been going on and all of the millions of rabbit trails that are running around in my head and all of the other obligations that I have outside of my desire to write, I might be wrapping up soon. I've been watching Hamilton every night as I go to sleep to try and motivate myself and remind myself that if he could do it, if he could stay up writing like he did with no modern technology, no lights, no air conditioning, no computers, then I should be able to too. Especially considering what he did during the day. I mean, just the awe-inspiring person that he was. And there are so many others throughout history that I just stare at and think, well, crap, I'm gonna be older than they were when they died. And really, what have I accomplished? I know, I'm turning back to the morbid side. And yes, I've published an entire book series. And yes, I'm working on a second with two others waiting in the wings. But I still find myself waking up at an ungodly hour every morning just to go to a job that I hate. And the only reason that I go early 
is to see some people and to talk to some people. And they're the only thing sometimes that gets me through the day. And then I come home and I have two teenagers. So today was a rare occasion. Both of my children were home when I got home. I actually sat down, had dinner, and watched the new Lo first two episodes of the new Loki series with my younger child. But the entire time I was kicking myself for not writing. And I need to get my button gear. I need to find a place that's comfortable enough, but not too comfortable. And I need to crack down. So Wednesdays will still continue to be my one day, my, my evening off to record my show. Because I'm sure you're just waiting with bated breath every week to hear what yammerings I have. But I really need to knuckle down and I really need to get myself in gear with this writing because one book a year just isn't cutting it. I need to get the series out. So this is me at almost 22 minutes again. Yay! You poor thing. You listen to me talk for all this time. Thank you for listening. Have a great evening.